movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. And third here too. Proudly brought to you by GWW Radio. Welcome to Scene the Nerd. Well, uh, we're back, and it's been like a few weeks since we've all recorded together. It's either been like me and Matt, or Sarah and Matt, and Everett, or it's been like, you know, a mix of a bunch of different people, but... We we're... said it was like just Everett was talking. <laughs> like, not any of us. <laughs> totally not how I meant it. So disdain there. It sounded like I told you to pronounce it that way. Like, just... <laughs> <laughs> it was like me and Matt, Sarah and Matt, Everett. <laughs> did I really sound like that? Oh, man. Everett's going to listen to this, too. I'm like, I did not mean it that way. <laughs> Everett doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so now that we got that out of the way, uh, as you can tell, we're back and up to our usual shenanigans. Uh, with us is Miss Sarah Belmont. What's up, Sarah? Hi, guys. I'm here. I think. Maybe. 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 She's physically present. Yeah. We, we got that much from her. Wait, no, she's not. No, 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 no. no. Not, well, she's physically present oh, not in first. the room. <laughs> and uh, Mr. I'm Salzy. Yeah, it's me with a strong internet connection. Thank you, Pete. Yay! Oh, man. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, well, so we're going to get into uh, some TV talk. A lot, of, a lot of hiatus going on this week. It's, it's kind of a weird schedule. So the Flash has been off like the last two weeks, and then Arrow's coming. Or I'm, I'm sorry. So Flash is coming back next week, but Arrow is still on hiatus. So yeah, for one more week. Yeah, it's kind of a weird schedule. I don't get it. I don't. I don't know if they're trying to match up the timelines, or I don't know if that's the reason. Another dog show. I don't know. It might be another dog show. But <laughs> I don't know. Rodeo. Rodeo. Who knows? I mean, we are getting to summertime. <laughs> who knows what kind of contest they're gonna be good for? But. I don't know. All I know is that this week we're just talking legends, and we're going to talk about 1159, which was the episode of Arrow from a couple weeks back, because we we haven't had a chance to sit down and talk about the death of Laurel Lance uh, with the Black Canary, so we're going to get into that. But first, we are going to get into legends this week and, and how they went Western on us, and uh, we got best. to see yeah we got to see uh, Ray Palmer live a childhood dream. We got to see uh, Kendra run into uh, herself. Uh, much older self uh, and we also got to see Jonah Hex which was pretty cool I thought that was uh, pretty awesome to see definitely a, an iconic DC character and uh, he fit in pretty well with the legends so we'll get into that but um, first things first uh, you know Ray Palmer really has been like the goofy guy of this show like like you love him or you hate him like there's no like in between I think yeah like, I was telling you people I was watching I was like he is simultaneously for me the best and the worst of the show at the same <laughs> time, somehow. Schrodinger's Ray, somehow, I guess. I don't know. Do you think he well, feel that same way, Sarah? No, because I don't think he's the best. <laughs> I know. But he's also not my worst. Um, Kendra is slowly becoming my worst. But, um, yeah. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, I, I, when I, was, I was actually with Matt when he was watching it. Uh, when he was watching the episode and he was like like throwing the pillow over his face like he was like why are we being force-fed the love story 
You know, why are, why are we seeing all this? Um, why is he talking like this all of a well, sudden? It's not just that you're being forced the love story, too, but last night when I was watching it, or semi-watching it, depending on what happens in this conversation, you'll see, but that Kendra just seems to always circle back to the same conversation about her desire to fight, quote-unquote, destiny, and it just, after only 11 episodes, we're starting to notice the pattern, and it's boring, and we don't care. So, yeah, I mean... She's stuck on, like, a hamster wheel of the same kind of storyline, and it's not developing yeah. into anything. Right, and I don't like it that how she's supposed to be this really iconic character, but she's so... And I and I sort of understand that when she's tied down by the the soulmate thing a majig Yeah, it's, it's cool, but it's like... It's it's also like why can't she be her own person and just not constantly having to be tied to a male character? It's like she has to be identified by the relationship to Hawkman, right? And and, and since he's not around anymore, you know now she's trying to find that through Ray, right? <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, on on paper, this episode sounds really cool. Like, she's going to interact with with herself, like an old version. And that is really like, oh my god, crazy stuff is going on and, and cool. But then the way it played out, it all circled back to this old conversation about, no, honey, you're actually, you have a soulmate. And no matter what you do, you're never going to fall in love with anybody else and et cetera. And so it's like, okay, so all Kendra's stories and plot lines always boil down to her relationship with men. Like, really? Okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess they could have done something a lot differently with that, but... I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe what the storytellers are trying to do is trying to reinforce Kendra the idea that that she really can't be in love. I mean, I think the her older self was pretty adamant and pretty straightforward with, "Hey, you know what? Um, you you have been able to find love, uh, but you know what? It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't last. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, it it doesn't uh, stand the test of time because it's not your soulmate." And right. Good. <laughs> but do you think that that message could be a lot more poignant if they hadn't killed Hawkman so early? That way your viewers Probably. have invested in that relationship and then kill him off in the season finale and then have season two be about more her finding that independence as well as trying to tempt fate in a way. I guess in a perfect world that would have happened, but it's like a big <laughs> cast already, so they're like, well, we gotta cut someone. Well, audience will eat it up. They'll understand or something, I guess. It, it um, makes sense. I mean, it, they shouldn't have just... I mean, I think to that I think to that point, they probably shouldn't have killed Hawkman off so early. Right. Like, they should have let that relationship grow. If you're going to, I guess, if, if you're going to have Kendra fall into the same trap of loving someone that's not Hawkman... But then bring someone in or something in that says, no, you, you can try, but it's but, not yeah. going to last. I guess it, I think you're right, sir. Like, it would be stronger if her relationship with Hawkman maybe lasted a lot longer than, what, Whoa. three, two episodes? Two episodes. Yeah, episode. I mean, it's, <laughs> technically he didn't even survive the pilot of the show. 
technically, that's, technically. That's two day premiere, technically pilot, right? So like, technically didn't last an episode. Maybe we should have like read through the lines because if you look at like the promo pictures for everything leading up to the show, I don't remember Hawkman being in any of them. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just no. remember being the characters the officially announced. I think also um a lot of like the like before the premiere, like all the like press stuff. I don't think he was present. Oh no 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 yeah I don't remember any of that. Um, Maybe he was, but just not as highlighted as much. And it could have been a thing too, where I mean his story started more on the Flaro crossover, crossover yeah. So this was probably his like send off, I guess. I Which guess. is still lame because I really wanted to see like him like be a part of the team or I don't know. It was just, like just the idea of getting Hawkman and getting like the graphics, like the the visual effects right because. If you ever watched Smallville, um, like, I thought it was cool they had a Hawk, Hawkman on there, but the graphics were, like, really bad. Like, yeah. I don't remember his wings, like, flapping. Mm-hmm. Like, they looked, like, stiff. Like, it was, like, yeah. it was like the, the equivalent of me like as a kid flying around, like, an action figure with wings and not, and just being completely <laughs> stiff. That's what it looked like. So, I'm, they were... <laughs> I'm imagining Greg Berlanti, like, in his room, like... <laughs> Playing with his action figures. We're gonna make a show called Legends of Tomorrow. It's gonna be cool, guys. Like, all these characters in there. All my toys are in there. But like, I mean, they, they actually showed like they actually gave these the wings like the effects of of, right. of, of, of actually a hawk and and so I was actually looking forward to that. But it's it is disappointing that 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 you know they they killed him off so quickly. But just getting back to our original point. Um, now I know it doesn't sound like you guys are 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 too thrilled on the Ray and and Kedra thing. I kind of like it. I think it's innocent. Oh, I think it's sweet. Come um, on, man. I think part of that is because I love Ray Palmer so much. Like, I think he's great. And I'm, you know, like, it didn't, obviously, it didn't work out with Felicity. And so he's, you know, and, and I think that he, I think he carries that. I think he really, really was in love with Felicity. I think he, he he's trying to find what he had for Felicity with somebody else. else. And I think that's what? what he's trying to find with Kendra. He's like, oh, I might, I might have this. But, but also then he's not looking at the fact that, like Kendra has like this like soul mm-hmm. soulmate connection with with Carter and 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 it goes way back obviously. Well, that was our issue. If you remember, Sarah, when we're talking with Everett, was that was our one of our biggest discussions was like why is Ray so invested so quickly in Kendra? You know, after being dropped so hard by Felicity. But to your point, I think it's interesting that you think that far ahead where you know that his affection for her is phony. And it's part of his character. You know, I never thought about that. Well, not necessarily phony, but I think it's like, it's it's one of those things where sometimes you want something to be real so badly, you... you yeah, yeah, I don't mean phony like he's faking it. I mean, like, you already know that it's doomed from the yeah, start yeah. because he's, like, well, projecting it's, it's, his feelings on someone else. It's doomed from the start for two reasons, two big reasons, because uh, because we just said, mm-hmm. and also because, of, well, we know Hawk. They, yeah. they don't end up together. Yeah. Um. I think that's just kind of my point. Um. But Sarah, what what are your thoughts more on that? Well, I don't think he's projecting because he's so heartbroken about Felicity. Mm-hmm. Because in the previous episode, there's a line that he drops on Kendra about how he's never really felt this way about someone before or imagined a life out other than with Anna, who died during the um right. during the season two finale of arrow so that's really who's yeah yeah like 
But but see, that line stuck out to me because I clearly remember him telling Felicity that same line. So it really irritated me because I'm just like, what? But the whole Kendra Ray thing, something that I don't know if a lot of people remember a few episodes ago is that it was really Jax who first had the crush on Kendra. Yeah. And then he got a little jealous over Ray and Kendra, like, their banter. And then it's all because of Dr. Stein, really, that these two ever sort of had feelings for one another that I just... And and really, when their relation started was when they were stuck in the 50s together and they had to rely on one another. We never really saw that. So as a viewer, how do you invest and truly believe a relationship that... Basically, it's like, no, we've been together for two years. Okay. <laughs> That's true. Because you're Off leaving it to the yeah. audience's imagination. Yeah. I would have hoped that if they were really going to play up this angle between them two, angle and watch a lot of pro wrestling, um, if you were going to play up this storyline with them having a relationship, I would have hoped they would have dedicated at least a few episodes to them being mm-hmm. just stuck in the past to yeah. let us get used to them yeah. falling in love and blah, blah, blah. But That's since it's like, point. yeah, just take it for granted that they spent all this time and they fell in love and all that good stuff. Hey, I'm still going to say my man Cisco got screwed out of everybody. <laughs> all right? He was there first. Whoa! He was there first. Cisco, <laughs> was, Cisco was the man purse, and he's the one who gets – he's he's really, like, the last one, like, getting getting stranded behind here. But anyway, moving on. Um, you know, uh, our our uh, Legends of Tomorrow crew were uh, got to meet uh, Mr. – Jonah Hex, <clears throat> which yeah. is really cool. Um, obviously, he's a pretty popular character in the in the comics. Um, Sarah, what did you think of, of the interaction with Jonah Hex and 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 actually and, and and also his past relationships he had with uh, with Rip Hunter? Can you remind me of those past relationships? What's that? Can you remind me of the past relationship? <laughs> oh, I swear great. to God, Pete. Like I had, I blacked out during this episode or something. <laughs> Because I remember them meeting, and based off of the promos, I knew that him and Rip had history, but I can't figure out the in-between, because the next thing I know, there's a shootout going on. So so basically, what, with uh, regarding their past, so uh, Rip Hunter had been to this place, uh, this town called Salvation before, and he got so attached to it that he almost never left. Um, uh, you know, not... not he didn't get as excited as the, you know, Ray Palmer fanboying over, over the, being in the old West. But I mean, he got attached to it so much that he almost never left. You know, he's telling yeah. uh, Dr. Stein how he had to pry himself away. Otherwise he never would have met his future wife, never would have had his kid. Um, so, and, and also then, you know, I think um, he says Jonah, he says the name Jonah and then Ray realizes, Oh, did you name your son after, after Jonah Hex? And, and, and then that's when he gets into the story about how he had been there for so long and he got so attached. But that was their kind of backstory and how and how they they formed a relationship. Um, and, and and it's kind of funny too when Jonah Hex meets the crew for the first time, and he says uh, and he's and he's like you know oh you guys think I'm, you're the first time travelers ever? Yeah. Like, nope. Nope. That's that's not at all. But uh, Sarah, let us know what you think about uh, Jonah Hex meeting the Legends crew. So Jonah was mad just because Rip left? He he was mad. I don't know if it was because... He was he... mad because Rip said that he knew that the town was going to get oh. demolished. And he still left. Because he's like, because I'm a Time Master. I'm not supposed to be playing with time. 
And then can you repeat that quote? Um, I'm a time master. I'm not supposed to be playing time. Nice. That was my very terrible British accent. It's on par with Pete's Western accent. It's pretty dang close. I'm gonna start talking Western just because of that. Yeah, I, I love how all of a sudden Ray just had like a, a old Western timey accent. It was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, like he he was mad because. You know, uh, Rip didn't, uh, he didn't do anything about it, even though he knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And it made sense because I, I think when they were, um, when they had beat the, when they were going to um, stop that, I think Stillwater was the name yeah, of, the, of the gang. the gang, yeah. Um, when they talked about stopping him and Ray was telling Jonah Hex, like, oh, we can put him away or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and he was like, well, what about tomorrow and the next day? And he goes, you guys aren't going to, basically, like, you guys aren't going to be here forever. Right. So what are we supposed to do when you guys leave? You know, it was that kind of thing. So, Zara, <laughs> what did you think of, of, of how, um, you know, it, it, the Legends crew made it sound easy, but Jonah Hex was like, no, it's, it's not. No, I like that. I, I think what my problem is with the, the episodes and the show itself is it's overstuffed. Yeah. Like, I, we're spending time with Kendra and where she has her clear arc and her clear story. Then there's these interactions between Stein and he's trying to save the little boy, but that would be messing with time. And then you have Rip and Hunter and then even a little bit like there's too many characters to follow and to keep track of. And like that point that you just explained can feel get muddled and get lost because you're focused on all these other parts of it. And I mean, that's a really strong point to make. And if it didn't feel so clunky for me or so like all over the place, then maybe they could have written it better. And I could have, because that is also a theme that is semi-fleshed out with Stein's predicament because he wants to save the boy and use Western medicine that hasn't really been brought to them. So he's sort of jumping the shark, if you may. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but but it, it just, it felt, it felt like there were too many things going on. Getting pulled in different directions. Yeah, and just, and just... I, I don't I don't really know. Like also while you guys were talking about your perceptions on it, um, I was thinking about this question. Is this really a good ensemble cast? Like, has there been moments when they're all on screen together where you're just like, Oh my god, they have such great chemistry with one another? Because Friends, like a classic sitcom, <laughs> had six characters and in the span of thirty minutes they had three storylines in every single episode and you knew exactly what was going on. But the best episodes were always when they were like stuck in a room together. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just, I feel like they really need to have one of those. They, they kind of had it in the marooned episode a few weeks back, which was a really strong episode for them. Um, But still all the castmates felt like they were paired up. Yeah. And then they were literally paired up. Yeah. <laughs> literally every episode they pair them up. <laughs> and I see that as the writers as trying to delve out character information slowly by only having mm-hmm. them talk to another person, <laughs> flush out their relationships and how they interact with each other. So maybe we're due for another one. You know, just 
so the audience has a little more information about these characters. Now we can put them all in the same room again. Because the only time we see all the people, all like the whole team in the same room, is when they're in the beginning of the episode when they're all you know at the you know where the chairs are. I guess when they do a time jump and they're all pretending to throw up and stuff like that. And, yeah. And that's not really it. But yeah, it, that's a very good point. I never thought about that. How they're not a really strong ensemble cast, but they do play off at least one other character very well. That's true. Yeah, they they always, like, there was a great moment between Mick and Sarah in this episode. Yeah. At the same time, I feel like you only, like, Sarah didn't have a big arc this episode because she had one last week. So you, you kind of feel in the show more about the time split. And I feel like the one who suffers the most from that is Jax. Like, he's yeah, hardly ever... Yeah, they, they, but, <laughs> right, but him and Stein have really good on-screen chemistry with one another, like, they really play off of each other more, but for whatever reason, they're often not in the same storyline, which is weird. Maybe they don't want to overexpose the audience to that too much. But instead we're being overexposed to Ray and Kendra, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have Jackson Stein talk. I know. Yeah, Rendra talk or whatever. Mick. No, it's not. Don't don't hashtag it. No, no their ship name is um, Atomic Hawk. Atomic Hawk. Atomic Hawk. That's kind of cool, yeah. actually. Yeah, I know. It's very misleading. It's too bad. It sounds like a superhero, like another superhero. <laughs> <laughs> sounds no. like their baby. No, what? <laughs> So I have a question, yes. and maybe this can help lead us into a little bit of Arrow talk, too. Okay. How do each of you think that this um, this new threat that they have, the hunter? The hunter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they identify the last one, though? The, the pilgrim? The, the pilgrim. Lady, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the lady yeah. assassin. I was awake for a little bit, but... <laughs> <laughs> so... What do you think is going to happen with that? Because that, I really do like that idea of that there is an assassin who's sent to all of their past to try to kill them at a younger version. And, and, but, but they really don't know at what point in time the pilgrim is going back to. That's, it's interesting. Getting back to your idea of episodes being kind of overstuffed, mm-hmm. I'm really worried they're going to put it all in one episode where they, for some reason, find a boondoggle that's all like, oh, now we know where she's going because we tracked her for some reason. And then now we're going to dedicate one whole episode, just one episode, <laughs> of finding our former selves. And wouldn't it be so funny seeing a younger version of Kendra or a younger version of Sarah, like Sarah with bangs, I think that's what they showed in the preview. <laughs> yeah. Down here. Funny? And like... They're going to put it all in one episode. And and Quentin. And Quentin's in it? Wouldn't that be fun, guys? But just one episode. <laughs> Might be the next episode. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, I hope they don't try to cram everything. Yeah. They let it breathe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just the growing pains of a, of, of a show with a big cast. I do like <laughs> the, I like the uh, female villain, though. I like, yeah. I, li- I do kind of like that idea that there is someone out there, like a Time Master, like their ultimate bounty hunter, who is... Uh, like can go back in time at any mm-hmm. point in timeline and hunt him down. Um, it's pretty savage though. There's like one shot of her going into a nursery. I know. With the baby. I was like, holy crap! Like, hey, are you show are you guys start... gonna be AMC right now or what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> 
This show started with the death of a young child. Let's just put that out. That's out. a good point. That's a good point. That'd be oh man, like talk about a bookend. Yeah, it kicked it off. But um, but but hopefully they don't have their own little Walking Dead moment on that in that scene. But just look at the flowers, baby. <laughs> yeah, Pete. Like, like I know you have a lot to say about the Walking Dead and how that finale went oh, played out. For me, I actually, ever since, um, the last time I watched The Walking Dead was when we recorded a few weeks ago that episode, yeah. where we covered it briefly, and then I heard that Negan was finally going to make his appearance, so I didn't watch the episode, I just went to YouTube and found the clip of his whole scene. Okay. So, for you as somebody who, like, weekly has stayed on top of the show, I want to hear you rant and... Rage. Okay. So, <laughs> so I, I think I think we're done with the legends talk. Yeah, I think so. It was an overall okay episode at best, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it was still a lot of fun. Yeah, seeing, it was cool seeing Jonah Hex. Seeing the team in yeah. Dusters. And I was saying, just to cap it off, sorry, sir, we're going to get to your question. Um, everyone looks really cool in a duster. <laughs> think about it. Yeah. Like, uh, Snart looked dope in his all-black outfit. Sarah always looks awesome no matter what yeah. she's wearing. True. Even I know. Andrew looked pretty cool. Yeah. But not yeah. really. Like, everyone looked dope. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. You got it. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. No. Continue with The Walking okay. Dead. <laughs> so, so yeah. So that, that concludes Legends. But, yeah, we'll get into Walking Dead. Um, you know, it's uh, – I won't spend too much time on it because, really, I mean, you only want to talk about, like, the last five minutes of Walking – of that finale because that's what – that's what mattered. Um, uh, now oh, – why am I blinking, blinking out? I, I thought it was interesting. I've, I I haven't read the comics, but I'm I'm crazy enough to watch the uh, or to read ahead and see what's going on. So when Negan was first like talked about, like or not even Negan, I think they teased Lucille in in like an episode like two seasons ago, um, and uh, and Glenn was holding the bat, and if you know. Spoiler alert, I'm going to spoil things right now, okay? But if you haven't read the comic, in the comic book, Negan's introduction is also uh, the death of Glenn. And it's the hands of Negan, you know, Lucille and, and everything. But uh, so so I, I kind of knew about Negan at, from that point on. So, of course, I read into it. And so I'm, uh, all this buildup leading up to it and everything, um, I, I knew that was coming, but with how things were going story-wise, and I've talked to Sarah about this many times, I didn't think it was going to be Glenn. It didn't make any sense that it would be Glenn to die. Um, mm -hmm. And we also know that The Walking Dead is very, very much likes to change the source material. So mm -hmm. I knew, I figured, you know, at, at least for now, right? if you had to ask me right now, I think Rick, uh, Rick, um, Carl, and, and Glenn are definitely alive. I, I don't I don't think any of them are dead. Um uh, and I'm getting away from Sarah's question. <laughs> but, um, feel, I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I really am venting now. I'm getting like a soapbox. Talk about feelings on this podcast. <laughs> hey, but, um, hey, Pat, it's gonna build. Okay. But, um, <laughs> as far as like those final moments went and everything, um, the uh, with the finale of with with Negan in the finale and everything. Oh, God, I'm like talking all over myself here. Um, I wasn't I wasn't happy with how it ended in terms of not seeing who it was who who died at the hands of Negan. I wish we could have seen that. Um, I I think Jeffrey D. Morgan is awesome. Like I really like him as an actor, and so mm -hmm. watching him in those first few minutes 
or that I should say that whole scene, it was hard for me to hate him because the guy's so cool. Yeah. Um, like he like and and you know I've read a little bits and parts of of the comic when Negan's in it, and I thought it was like a really good match for Jeffrey D, like Jeffrey yeah. Morgan as Negan. Um. So you know this isn't like like where we had the governor where you just hated him like you just hated the <laughs> governor. Um, I don't think it's going to be like that. I think you're going to find a lot of people that are going to be split down the middle with loving or hating Negan. Um, like I said, I tend to be on the side that's going to probably really like Negan um, because he's he's really cool and like I like the actor. Now getting to that moment, um, you know, I, I was a little disappointed in that we didn't find out right away who died. Um, I don't like that we have to wait till October to find out who it is. Being that, you know... That being said, uh, I I'd be lying if I didn't rewind and watch that scene over and over and over again, mm-hmm. so I could try to figure out who he who he hit. Um, and and I'll, and I'll and I'll I'm gonna start my little conspiracy theory right now. Do I it. think it's Abraham. I think he's, <gasps> I think he's the one who got the bat. Huh. Um, I think part of that <laughs> is because you can look at his story and how you know you saw him break up with Rosita. Um, you have him now with, uh, I'm forgetting her name. Um, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Yeah, um, I can't either. What, um, she's related, she was related to, uh, I know, I want to say Shauna, but it's not. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking out. Um, but you, you know, you yeah, thank you, Matt. Um, so, so you have him in this new relationship. He's talking about kids. <laughs> he, he's very much, he's almost more comfortable than Rick and Michonne are. Um, if he's getting into the, like his new relationship and he's already talking about wanting to have kids and everything. Uh, um, and he seems like happy, you know, anytime anyone feels like they become not, he's not necessarily a moral compass, but he's definitely taken more of a, like, okay, Eugene, like we're cool. You know, you can do this and that. Like I was there's, wrong. Like there's nothing left to do with his Yeah. Character. Like, and, and then, and then yeah. also in the comic books, um, I, I'm forgetting names here, but the girl who died with the uh, arrow through the eye a few episodes back, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember her name, but the way she died in the comics, that's how Abraham dies. Mm. So Conspiracy. That already, what's that? Conspiracy. Yeah, so so being that as they've already surpassed like what his death would have been in the comics, and he's so happy, and, and everything with his story has wrapped up, um, it just seems to me like he, it just makes perfect, perfect sense, but maybe that's exactly why they wouldn't do it. But I, I, but like I said, I think that Abraham's getting the bat. I don't think it's in any of the core cast members. I know there's like a ton of conspiracy that people, I, I read something the other day, somebody, uh, narrowed it to Daryl, Glenn and Rosita. I don't think it's any of them. No. Uh, I don't think they would kill a core character off in this fashion. I think if they killed Daryl, people will literally no, riot. People will, will, right. will march down to the writer's room, um, kick down the door. But, so, do you think though, they'll lose viewers even more so if they don't kill glenn no no i i I, really no i i i don't think they will um you know it's it's funny i remember like i said this before this is the show that that cries wolf especially with glenn's death um they did it one time he no (laughs) come on like he's had like 50 million times he should have died by now but but the point is you know they've played with that so much that I think at that point it would have been it wouldn't have been smart if they killed Glenn. I was like, it, it just would have undermined everything he had gone through. Um, you know, with the trash can, like that was like a really good moment that he should have died in, but he didn't. Um, you know, it's like after all that, then they're gonna have it. Then they're gonna have his wait till October, 
and and then and then they're gonna say, oh, by the way, Glenn died. It, it actually was from the comic. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it's better off that that they kill somebody that isn't necessarily um, isn't necessarily uh, a core member of the show. Uh, but, um, maybe something, somebody that you kind of have grown attached to. I think that's Abraham. Um, but isn't, isn't that worse though? I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna build a season and then toy with core members possibly leaving and knowing the reaction about that and the upheaval of the quote unquote fake death, then at the very end, when you introduce this amazing villain um, to possibly have this very iconic moment and you don't kill a core character, like, can the viewers honestly still believe the stakes of your show? Well, I see that. I think that's, I think it's, it's interesting you bring up stakes and I feel like that's been a lot of the complaints going into the season finale is... And even even after the season finale as well, if you know, it, it's just in general, just people dying in general. I don't think it necessarily has to be core members of the show. It's just the fact that we've been so close with some people um, dying and them not dying that it, it does question the stakes in general. And this is coming from you know a show that went from killing um, you know a lot of people like in straight episodes. Like I remember when we lost Beth, um, and then what is. What is names. what is Rick's wife's name? I want to say it's Sarah, Lori. but I think that's the act. Lori. Like, that death was, like, a pivotal moment in that show where really The Walking Dead, I think, became The Walking Dead. Because nobody saw that moment coming. And it's been seasons now, in my opinion, since we've had such a strong, pivotal, game-changing moment. And so to have that... Glenn fake out death occur like that's probably part of the reason why I've haven't been as much of a a weekly viewer of the show as I have in the past because I I used to love this show and now it's just become a show where I'm like I know I got too much other stuff going on so I can wait and get caught up like in a year or two or in a few months that's not good no it's not it's not but in all honesty like there's so much tv on right now and there's so much and we're all we all have busy lives so you really start to get in a mode where as shows return you sort of put others on hold and for whatever reason after the way that first half of the season went since february i haven't been as invested in that show and therefore I haven't been keeping up with it. No, I mean, you make valid arguments. Um, and this is why I, I, I often make the comparisons that the walking dead isn't like uh, killing off characters and, and staying consistent like that to me, um, isn't on the level as, as like a show like the walking dead. I mean, uh, game of Thrones, oh. um, you know, they, and I know I've gotten, I know you guys have told me like, well, that, you know, Jon Snow's coming back and, and things. But, I mean, I feel like there's always, like, either a pivotal death or something to that effect every season with the Game of Thrones. And I don't feel like that's... And I, and I think you're right, Sarah. Like, there really hasn't been, like, a huge death since then. I mean, you could maybe say Beth. Um, maybe. Maybe. You know, maybe, but... but maybe. Even, but, even, <laughs> but even Beth isn't really, like, an original 
cast member that started with the show. Start with like, the core cast. The core cast member. She has like, been around since, like, the second season, but she, still. She has, but, I mean, I'm thinking of, like, like if you think about who's left, it's really just Daryl, Rick, Glenn, and, and Carol. Mm-hmm. And, and okay. I mean, you could, I, I don't think. Man, if they kill Carol. But Jeez. what's that? If they kill Carol. Well, see, that's be interesting. I start a riot. <laughs> going on, that would be that would be interesting if they did that. Mm-hmm. I don't know her fate in the I don't know her fate in the comic books right now, but um, that would be an interesting death. Interesting death, and then the fact that her character is is very not Carol like the last few episodes. It, mm-hmm. it would that would actually make sense, but you know, she's out of the running because her and Morgan are off with another group of people. I can't remember their name, um, but they're they 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 seem to be the opposite of what Negan is. Um, at the moment, but um, but I, I think I, I I think that the show would be better if they killed off a core member um, by ac- us actually seeing it. Like I I hate that we have to wait till October, and and to me that's why I don't think that um, they are going to kill a core member of the show because of of the wait time, the fact that anyone can hop on the internet right now, and if they wanted to to find out who really they kill is 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 Glenn. It just it, it just I, I don't I don't think it makes sense story wise and, and, and just just from a, a TV show wise I don't I think you're better served killing off a core member like either off screen like similar to what happened with Lori like you, you know Lori was dead or you just have them get straight eaten up like we've seen the, some characters are like best shot straight in the head that we just saw happen right you know mm-hmm. right do you think that's kind of like an act of desperation though for the writers to just kill off somebody because you know they're gonna get of a reaction like that i think i i think no i think it, i think it's how it's handled i think you react like what you're asking is mm-hmm. like maybe because of like what sarah's going through like, a lot of people are doing that they're getting so tired tired of that's walking how i feel like if a core cast member dies i'm like okay i'll probably start watching again i mm, that's wow true. that's <laughs> that that's i mean that's possible i mean i'll have more interest in it yeah, yeah. I'll stick with the show it's it's, yeah. it's definitely possible for them to do that, and it would definitely be a reaction type thing. But um, I just I don't know if they would do it. Like it depends on how they how the fallout get, takes place. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it always depends on how they do it because really a death can be very mishandled if there are no repercussions. Because if it doesn't seem to affect any of the characters, then it doesn't stick in the viewer's mind as like a game-changing pivotal moment. It just feels like, oh, you know, we had to kill someone, so (laughs) bye-bye. That's true. We needed to thin out the the, uh, budget. (laughs) Budget cuts! (laughs) Um, but that that being said, um, I'm I'm really interested interested to see how uh, how Negan's handled in the next in the next season because you know if you don't know he's already like a he's he's a, a already signed on as a cast member for yeah. next season and uh, and and you know I was watching Talking Dead after after the show and I can't remember who it was one of their their I don't know if he was a director or one of the directors one of the writers but. He was saying that this is like the end of the story, and this is the reason they didn't. This is the reason they shot it the way they did, which is, you know, I don't know if you've seen it, Matt, but mm, it's no. just a shot of Negan hitting somebody with a bat. Oh, and that's how they. And that's how it, it ends. Oh, so you don't see okay. who who it was. So that's why we're talking about about you know. And I'm giving my reasons as He's to why. He's just hitting a chicken, Ex- you know. Exactly. It's, fine, yeah. <laughs> so it's, a, it's a tough chicken because he does say, you know, uh, <laughs> took it like a champ at first swing, <laughs> but um. But uh, you know, uh, and I lost my train of thought again. But you know, with with Negan, 
like he, I said, I hope he's handled right, and I I really hope it's not a core member that dies. Do you think also they do that on purpose? Like we've heard some of our friends saying like, oh, they didn't really, you know, they they really half-ass it, or they they um, they they really wussed out on, on the finale. They didn't just show who died. Um, do you think they're kind of gauging for fan reaction and they're letting them kind of like? Be, could... I mean, I'm hoping that they plan out more than just an episode and then they react to the fans. Well, it could be. It could be that. Uh, it could be a whole wanting to get a reaction from the fans. You know, there's always the typical cliffhangers, mm-hmm. um, and I know a lot of the actors were 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 talking this up as this is the cliffhanger of all cliffhangers. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, it was just it was a pretty crazy cliffhanger in terms of you don't know who he is. It's that... a conversation. Yeah, starter. it's a conversation conversation starter, but I wouldn't say it's the cliffhanger of all cliffhangers. No, if a cliffhanger, I would I would say a better cliffhanger in that sense is if we saw someone die, and then the conversation begins of why did see, they kill and him? See, that's guy? why, and see, that's what I was hoping would happen was because yeah. everyone's like, oh man, they're probably just gonna have Negan kill somebody, but you're not gonna see it. So a lot of people yeah. were right. But my thinking was, God, I hope that they he does kill somebody and it ends like that. Like he bashes the crap out of him like he does in the comics. Because then you can tell me, like, oh, exactly. man, they killed yeah. this person. You gotta catch up. And we can Good talk about that. Season finale. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I was saying. So so they said that this is so so him killing somebody off screen like that was the end of a story, and the next story is gonna pick up the next season when we yeah. find out who it is, which I don't know. I don't I don't know, Sarah, does that make sense to you? No. No, it makes sense, but I can't help but think about Arrow during this conversation because it seems very timely considering in the Walking Dead fan base, it's very split down the middle over like, no, they need to kill somebody. It needs to be a core member versus no, you know what? I think we can, I think they just need to kill somebody significant. And then in comparison to what's going on with Arrow and in the terms of Laurel's death. And how that's sort of a bit um, split, too. Sarah Belmont, the professional. (laughs) You're not supposed to call it out. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to say it on Twitter. (laughs) No, but, um, you know, I... But, you know, just to wrap up our Walking Dead talk, you know, I I wish wish that we would have seen who died. I, I don't like that we have to wait till October. Like I said, you know, I feel like it gives people... I, I can see them wanting to say, "Oh, well, see, everyone's talking about it." Yeah, but but we're we're talking for the more wrong in frustration. Reasons. Exactly, yeah. we're talking for, for the wrong reasons, not for the reasons you want us to talk about it. Whereas, but if you showed us who died, I think you would be having the right conversations with people. Um, but with that being said, I think it's Abraham. I and if I had to narrow it down to like a, two or three other people, um, I think it's either Abraham, uh, Eugene, or um, Abraham's girlfriend. What a specific name. prediction! No, <laughs> I, I'm just saying that. That I, I mean, I admire how specific you were with that theory. Oh well, Pete's like I had, putting money on it almost. Yeah, you know, if I had to narrow it down to three people, I would choose this one, this one, and I can't remember your name. <laughs> So yeah, how much I care about these characters. I know. Um, but uh, but no, I, I the, to me that's who to me it it makes sense for those three characters because I feel like we've seen their stories play out the most. Um, if you remember the mid season cliffhanger, uh, two of the three of these characters that I named right now that I predicted who would die were involved in that cliffhanger. So um, I think that there's something to be said that that 
you know, one of those two characters could be involved in this in this clay, cliffhanger too. Only this time, uh, a biker gang doesn't blow up and somebody's head does. So, <laughs> well, um, you know, if you're gonna say I called it, then I totally called it on Arrow. Oh, is that your is that her segue? Uh, I thought, yeah, I the other one. <laughs> it's supposed to be on Twitter. Oh my bad. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So you let's totally talk. did call it. Yeah, you totally did call it. Yeah, and um, you know, here here's the funny thing about that. It's not only that I brought it up on the show a few months back, but way back in May of last year, I wrote a theory spiral post about Arrow um, on Tumblr. And I said, you know what? I think Felicity is going to die. But what I really think should happen and would be amazing is if they kill Laurel because nobody would see it coming. Well, there you go. Yeah. Swear to God, you Plus can go. shenanigans. You knew somehow. Well, I, the, 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 the one thing we got to remember with this death is that the showrunners, everyone about this death, already came out, I think, at the beginning of the season and said, this is a death that's going to stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, and 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 also you could believe that because of the fact that well, there's no more Lazarus, pit, no, no more Lazarus pit, which yeah, pit, pitch, mm-hmm. pit, yeah, <laughs> which <laughs> which Laurel herself destroyed or got destroyed because of she bringing back um, her soul, Sarah, Sarah, and so uh, you know, it, it, <laughs> I, I never really thought about that, but it makes sense. Like she's she's unfortunately prevented her own resurrection by doing something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but you know, uh, getting to this episode though, uh, man, Damien Dark's vicious. Dude, he is, is the man with a plan. You know, you don't mess with this guy. This guy can adapt. He's not just powerful. He's very smart. Really? Killing, killing others as adapting? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) damn, I've just dropped me. Nah, blood. I'm going to just, I'm going to run this, like these, this four cell prison. (laughs) That's what I don't understand. Like, why? Because Malcolm, a few episodes ago, came to Dark and saying, you know what, ha ha ha, I have your seat at the table now, so I rule. But now it's Malcolm who's helping Dark escape prison. So I don't understand Malcolm's play in all this. I just well, thought about that. I mean, maybe we're going to, I don't know. He's definitely, we always know Malcolm has some sort of plan. Malcolm has some sort of agenda up his sleeves. And, and obviously it has to do with Dark getting his powers back and, and him coming back. But, I mean, even though he's playing that game, game of cat and mouse, you know, he's he, he wants to use Dark for something. And, and you know, you, you, gotta, you can't help but, you, you know, think how he hates the fact that he doesn't really have the power that he had before. Mm-hmm. You know, he did have some sort of superpowers when he was Ra's al Ghul, but he's, he doesn't have that anymore. So it's almost like he has to live vicariously through Damien Dark, and maybe know. to do that, he has to break him out. Appearing out of nowhere is well, kind of a superpower. I Even know. Damien Dark He's a magician. magician. <laughs> I, you know, come on. <laughs> like, yeah. Joe is like, a magician. Like, wait, wait. Illusionist, <laughs> oh, my bad. He, I'm sorry. He, your, your argument was that he has to live vicariously through Damien, by, and so he has to do that by break, breaking him out. Like, I think wh- that's part of why? it. Why? 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 Well, I think that obviously, like, like I was saying, he has like a grander, a more grand plan. In place. tell me what it is. <laughs> I don't know. It's a thing. I like, know in my head. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, but so, I, I think he does have something up his sleeve. I just don't know what it is, but I think he needs Dark to help him, uh, you know, uh, execute it, and that's part of the reason why he he 
brought him out and and also you know i mean maybe he maybe there's something maybe he will kill thea down the line maybe there's i mean he still loves her and everything and, and there's been moments where he has but maybe maybe you know he wanted to entrust all his villainous to thea and it's not working so he's like you know what screw this all. wait he's saying malcolm rose is gonna kill his own daughter you never yeah know. i don't do you think that thea could kill malcolm i don't think so i don't i think as much as she hates him i don't think she could do it Interesting. She's not gonna kill somebody. And she's the only comic of re- relief right now. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I take that back. Daniel uh, Dark. Um, no. Mr. Terrific. Mr. Terrific is gonna be the, the comedic relief. Yeah. But but, um, but I mean C is really cute and adorable. She knew all about the celebrity couples. The character's growing on me because when I saw the first season, she was just like some spoiled brat. I was like, they're yeah. off screen, she's annoying. Yeah. But but she's but Thea's grown on me. Yeah, and she has her own div- demons oh, that yeah. don't really that don't really tie herself directly to Oliver so much as them just being siblings. Like that's the bond. And now that she, through her own right, has her own demons, he's able to help her try to overcome those as being a loving brother. So it's a really good good relationship and that's one of the reasons why I'm glad they made that decision not to kill Thea because they could have they could have done that easily but they I I love how um Mark Guggenheim recently came out with something explaining their logic behind the decision and I think he made some valid points if you kill Thea he has no more family and are we really able do we really want to put tell this story for like a few more seasons without Oliver having any of that family relation. So that's why they decided not to. And she, she's a really good speedy. Like she's, she owns like the moment that she was on the motorcycle with Laurel and did the back bend to shoot an arrow. I'm like, I'm sold. (laughs) Yep. Winner. Good point. Like, that's true. Like you don't want to completely, take Oliver's family away from him. We'll just take Quentin Lett's daughters completely away from him. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. I feel, but, you know, it's, it's funny. When I saw the episode, to... one of my first thoughts originally was Where's Quentin. Lance? Was yeah, Quentin. Like, I felt thought. bad for him. Yeah. Um, well, that, that, that ending scene between him and Oliver, like, there were yeah. no words. And I think that was so powerful. Mm. I mean, I have my issues with the episode. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, serious issues but that ending moment between those two it like harkens back to i think it was episode four when oliver finds out that quentin was um working with damien yeah yeah like man and that's one of the reasons why i'm glad that they didn't kill lance because i can't really picture this show without quentin at this point be and especially because he he's not officially on the team mm-hmm. he doesn't yeah unofficially official yeah <laughs> like he's unofficially official but he also has that he's also a detective so he he's like the opposite of oliver in a sense in terms of justice because Oliver's a vigilante and then he's the cop. So you have that at play between the two. Yeah. But he's also not, he's not another mask running around. And he does have history with Oliver in a sense. And that, that, that Lance family history. So 
Yeah. He's also a multifaceted character in the show, like how you just described all of his roles, you know, so mm-hmm. I don't see somebody that, in like, that the writers invested so much time in developing, just, like, getting rid of. No, it makes of... sense. Yeah. Um, how do you, well, you say the same thing about Laurel, too, I mean, her transition to Black Canary. That's Whether true. you agree with it or not, yeah. I'm into it. Um, I when when that all happened, and like I said, I, I thought of Quentin Lax. I actually thought of the actor, um, Paul Blackburn, Paul Blackburn, because um, I met him at Heroes and Villains Fan Fest last was that October? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, October. I think that was it. <laughs> November. Yeah, yeah, November. And um, you, were, you didn't even go, Sarah. Sarah, Sarah knew already. <laughs> no, it's November. I have a weird memory. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, Special but... note: uh, Paul Blackthorne is also um, uh, Amy, friend of the show. Amy, uh, I forgot to pronounce her last name. They're like best friends, apparently now. <laughs> yeah, our good friend Amy Marie. Um, yeah, they had a big old talk. But uh, part of that is because he's like such a nice guy. And that's what I was going to say was uh, I, when I met him at Heroes and Villains. Um, you know, we were talking and I said, you know, when I first started watching the show, I didn't have any kids or anything. Mm-hmm. And so now I have two daughters. So I was like, so it's kind of interesting, like watching that. And so when I, when I told him that it's, his ears kind of perked up and missed an opportunity. Like, could have named him <laughs> Sarah and Laurel. I know, right? <laughs> or Dinah, oh, I guess. Yeah, um, no, <laughs> but, uh, no. But no, I was just telling him, I, I'm watching it through a different lens now. Right. Because, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, obviously. That's a pretty unique perspective. Yeah, and I think it, that's why he really gravitated. To yeah. That. Like he really thought that was a good, like a, a interesting thing because I don't think anyone's ever talked to him about that before. It's mm-hmm. always about like, like, Oh, what's it like to probably have daughters? What's it like to do this and that, whatever. But I was like, yeah, like this is, this, it was, it was kind of, it's, it's, it's not just the fact that he has daughters, but watching his progression, you know, with, whether it's the death of, of one or two of his daughters or whatever. And, or, or at that time, at least it was the death of, of Sarah yeah. and then the resurrection and how she came back and everything. Um, but I, I just remember, I just thought of that when, Seeing when all him that happened. completely like, they could have overacted it. Yeah, they could have totally overacted like, it. Slow mo him running, pushing Oliver out of the way. Like very to the like room. Uh, cliche. Yeah, very yeah. like Grey's Anatomy ish. Mm-hmm. And then like or you know whatever catch. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he's just seen him just collapse on the ground. Yeah, like it was like a very powerful moment. Just just seeing Oliver's face, and he knew. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, that's coming around the fields there, bro. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys have any predictions about his character and what they're gonna do with him? Um, for the rest of the season and in season five. At this point, I hope he never dies. Now, now I hope he doesn't because that would be the ultimate. <laughs> the Lance like, family like, is yeah, just like yeah. he killed like you know. I mean, they yeah. don't bring in the mom for who knows why. I mean, she's obviously not a part of the family, but she'll be well, back next time. Oh uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Are you say? Are you yeah. ser- Are you serious? Or are you just saying? Yeah, that? yeah. Okay, okay. Um, she's gonna take up the mantle. She's gonna no. be black canary. <laughs> That would be weird. True, Dinah. That would be weird. But I guess um, there's somebody else, or not taking up the mantle, but running around with a blonde wig yeah, and a black I, leather, which I is, I yeah, that. I mean, it, they show it in the um, the promo too, well, a I, little you know, bit. And it's funny because I, I don't know how, but there's on Facebook somebody added me to some comic book like TV show Matt. movie group. <laughs> And it's almost like oh, it's funny. Like it's almost like they want to bash Felicity the whole time. Like that's all I see on my timeline. I'm like, what is? It's, it's just kind of like annoying. Like I can mm-hmm. get like being upset with somebody or or whatever sort it is you don't like, but I just feel like these people take it to a other level. I'm like, holy crap, you guys are freaking nuts. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was going to say, but somebody posted that preview, 
And they were like, oh my god, somebody's already taken over Black Canary. But I, I don't think that's what it is. I think I read... I don't know if you, you can correct me on this, Sarah, it's but it's, no, <laughs> it's somebody that is just honoring her, it's like a her memory. Yeah, kind of it's honoring her memory. And so well, is, is that well, what is that? What do you? What did you read? Are they gonna make it public and, that she died? Oh, sorry, what's up, Sarah? Are they gonna make it public that she died? No, no they are. I mean, we've seen the grave scene and yeah, bits no, 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 and no. I mean, like, if someone's running around, they knew that Black Canary's dead, so it's like. If it's some random, like, how do they oh. know? Oh, well, if you think about it, um, in the hospital, when Oliver takes Laurel to the hospital, she's still in full oh, Blackberry gear. Yeah, and it's, I mean, they had to remove her mask. And so it also leads you to question if that by the end of the season, everybody will also know that Oliver Queen is the Green Arrow. I hope not. That's an angle. I don't. I don't. I hope so too, because I don't. I I foresee that this show is going to go another two seasons, mm-hmm. if not three. And I don't. And I think that's more of a final season or final. Like it's. It feels a bit early to do that, in my opinion. I would hate for him to to pull a Tony Stark. Right, but I can. I can. I can also see them doing um or. Using Laurel's death and then having it be that, well, the doctors figured it out, obviously. Yeah. And and then for that to get advertised, and we are going to see Laurel fa- flashbacks. Yeah. And a few months ago, there was a casting announcement about, and I can't remember her name. Um, she's still a very young actress. She hasn't been in a lot of stuff. And they, they just said, like, yeah, she's going to be on the show in this episode. 419 and they didn't really disclose why and my theory was that laurel helped her out in the past and she's coming to the funeral to pay her respects but she could also be the one who's trying to honor the black canary memory too but and it's and it's yeah go ahead i was gonna say if they made the trouble of announcing that person they're definitely gonna be important it's not just oh by the way we hired this person yeah with it, the, make the most sense. It, it would fit the bill the best. So. Right. With the idea that, yes, this is a one-time episode, but there's a possibility that she would reoccur later, possibly next season. Hmm. That's mm. interesting. I the only, the only thing I would be worried about that with this show is if, they're tr- if they really are trying to replace laurel uh her black canary with somebody else i think that's kind of treading water with people being really mad um because i think if you're no. gonna kill i think if you're gonna kill canary just like let her die. let her die don't yeah don't bring her back i mean if you're gonna do the honoring thing that's fine like you can have like i'm totally by like a story where somebody puts on the wig and the and the tights and and tries yeah. to portray black canary because of honoring them I buy that. Um, I don't know how I feel about somebody else running around as Black Canary. I think that's. I I, I don't. I don't think they should. Just I don't think they should. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no! I don't think that they would have her, that character oh. reoccur, like still running around acting like she's Black Canary. I'm. They could spawn some sort of other. Um, alter ego for her. Oh, I don't think way. that. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. The show. Okay. Yeah. And, and sort of connected to the rest of the characters um, to give them a semi-shared history. And also, it is interesting because Laurel 
took up the canary mantle because of her sister's death. Yeah. So it just it feels oh, like um, circle life. Yeah, kind of in a way, or just like um, this repetition and there's just this pattern of the canaries and just how how it works. I guess I don't know. That's true. Now let's talk a little bit about uh, Laurel and Oliver scene because to me that was handled very well. I have one problem with it, and I'll get to that in a minute. But um, I thought that their scene together was very nicely handled. In uh, where she's like in the hospital, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where, I mean, she's basically on her deathbed. I mean, we yeah. know she's gonna die. Um, I know, you know, um, I've had this talk with Everett many times, but, um, you know, she's on her deathbed. I mean, they say that she was saved, but if you look at her, like she looked terrible. Like she looked like. Dang, Pete, messed up. No, (laughs) she just came out of a surgery. Like she had the, you know, the gunshot wound or I'm gunshot wound. She got stabbed by Damien really, really bad. So, I mean, I was waiting for, for it to happen, but I didn't expect the scene with her and Oliver to take place. Um, not to the extent it did. Like, it yeah. was powerful. Like, I mean, it just kind of brought back their history. Um, it kind of brought back that, like, the Oliver and Laurel connection that, that you saw, like, in the first yeah. season. It really played up the nostalgia. Yeah, they did, and I thought that was handled really well. Um, I, I didn't like the fact that Laurel said mentioned Felicity and said basically... She pretty much like gave him the okay. Like, like gave him the okay. She <laughs> died an Elicity shipper. Let's just. <laughs> Uh, you must have loved that, Sarah. She did. No, I had similar problems with it, and I had the same, a very similar argument to Everett. And Everett, yes, I'm speaking on your behalf because I know you so well. His argument is that she, yes, from a viewer perspective, we knew what was coming. Yeah. We we know, yeah. but for for her. She came out of the surgery being told that she was completely fine. She wasn't on her quote-unquote deathbed. She had an aneurysm that happened after the fact. So at this point, all the characters, not the viewers, but the characters themselves, they think that she's in recovery, Mm -hmm. she's going to be fine, there's a tomorrow. But I just feel like that proves that the sh- sh- that scene was mishandled because all the viewers are thinking like, why does it sound like she's saying goodbye to everybody yeah. all of a sudden? Like, and why would she bring up Felicity? That doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. As if this is her last moment, which it was. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think the whole anger and the some of us think it was fine how it was handled and some of us are like, mm, that's kind of not right because the writers know what they were doing. Yep. Yep. So so why why just why? Guys, I, I don't know. Why? I was I took it as like, well, the lead up to this was like it was it was her final gig. Uh, yeah. She was one day from retirement and she died. She's getting too old for this and uh she was like, you know, she's kind of like rethinking, like, you know, maybe I should take the job, and maybe I, um, I do need to be a civilian again, and stuff like that, and maybe that, you know, having that second chance at life, like she cheated death, she wanted to get everything off, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she she cheated death, and she wanted to. Um... When did she cheat? Oh. No, she was thinking she she, she okay. cheated death. Yeah, like she's like, oh, I could have died, but now I really have this chance to be, you know, you know, yeah. the DA, and so now I'm gonna just let everything go and you know, put this all you know nice and away, and I can move on. And 
and that includes telling Oliver that, yeah, Elicity's cool with me, bro, and... But to Sarah's point, I also think that, that that's probably also... That wasn't handled well, because, like I said, like, just going back to us as viewers, like, we know she's gonna die. No, no, but, that, that, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, in her mind, she just has to dump all that. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. But did she have to, though? Like, that's what did... I'm saying. Like, I mean, she did because she wanted to put it all away. And I guess I mean, person. my my issue was 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 even if even if she thought she was OK and she thought like she had she got she was going to be OK, she was going to live. I was like, this is kind of an odd time to bring up like Felicity. Just like I, I didn't like <laughs> up to this point, like Laurel hadn't never really gone to or Oliver had near Oliver let's I, I let me put it this way Oliver never went to Laurel never confided and yeah never That's confided into Laurel about about Felicity and how she felt yeah. it was oh if anything it was always Laurel coming up to Oliver and That's saying true. oh just like giving a little like like maybe like a 30 second pep talk it was yeah. never like like hardcore conversation where they dug into the relationship so so I guess like and that's where you talk about it Sarah like the writers knew what they're doing yeah. Um, but I, I just, it, it just, it didn't make sense. Like as a viewer, like I know it's coming. I guess you can trick the actors, characters into thinking like it's going to be all right when it's not. But I was just like, like to me, like the whole buildup of Oliver and Laurel talk about their past and that, that made total sense. Like it's, it's so nice. It's going to crescendo. And then we hear like, no, we don't hear anything. We don't see anything. Instead, she tells him a secret. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, okay. what I'm saying is, is the moments they were having talk about their past. It just, to me, it all came crashing down when she said, "Oh, wow. um, oh, okay." When she said, uh, "Like, oh, I, I don't remember what she said." I'm, par- I'm, I'm really, really glad really... you found Felicity. And I'm like, you didn't yeah. have to do that. Like, like you could have totally just because the, because up to this point, let's we face it, it, it's, not like, <laughs> it's not like the writers have gone out of their way to make this some sort of love triangle. I guess there's never been anything like I guess. that. Okay, I see. So, I so, agree with that completely. Like it's really the fans who have started the ship wars. I don't feel like the writers have ever made Felicity and Laurel antagonistic towards one another. No, it's always no. been the fans. No, like it's never been like that. So I think what Peace trying to say is the writers felt the need to address that. Yeah, and I didn't know, and I don't know why. Don't know why. And I don't know why they needed to because they could have just had that moment and then she died, <clears throat> or she told what? the secret to to Oliver and then she died. Like yeah. I didn't, you know, we already know there's gonna even with even if that had never been brought up during that scene, um, you knew Felicity was gonna come back to either the team or she's gonna come back to Oliver. So I didn't, I didn't necessarily felt like we needed her, basically Laurel to be like, oh, so you know what? We haven't been together for all this time. There's no antagonistic yeah. things going on. But hey, you know, good it's, for you. You do you with Felicity. I'm like, I like didn't need that. I didn't. You need say that. crazy things when you know you have a near death experience. Yeah, I was just kind of disappointed with that. But you feel the need to dump. That's what I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I haven't been able to dump for like the last two weeks. So I'm like, I have, <laughs> oh really? I have no. <laughs> Too much information. It's called a Metamucil. It's called a Whole Grains. It's called Ventine is what I It's called Secret Keeping. And what the heck did he... What was the secret? I don't know. Do you guys know? Any thoughts? I don't know. She whispered in his ear, I'm not wearing underwear. (laughs) Matt, I wasn't asking about what you whispered in (laughs) pizza. 
<laughs> okay. Um. Uh, Snape killed Dumbledore. <laughs> Snape killed Dumbledore. I don't know. What do you guys think? I really don't. This is what I wanted to sit and listen to you guys talk about because I have no idea. Apparently, none of so, I don't. That's a good question, Sarah. I know you got a theory. Well, well yeah, I have. I have a few different ones, but the one I want to explore right now is. Um, because Mark also came out and said, we're not going to find out the secret until next season. Oh, well, that's... I know. That kind of sucks. That kind of sucks, depending on what happens. And we'll get into another spoilerly thing that I want to theorize with you guys about that could play into why I think that would work out. But my, what I think is a possibility is Laurel, quote-unquote, knows Oliver... Yes, I'm using quote-unquote because I have my own opinions about that whole shared history um, so well. And she's seen his reaction to when Felicity got hurt and how bloodthirsty he was, right? Mm-hmm. And so she just came out of surgery, a very traumatic event. She feels like he this might spiral him to go down that darker path mm-hmm. and possibly kill Dark. So she could be telling him, you know what, just don't kill him. Like, get him, get justice, don't kill him. Don't go that step further. So at the end of the season, when they have their grand face-off, Oliver chooses not to kill Dark. Hmm. Maybe. What a wuss. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, right? That That's something that I think um, I was too distracted by the fact that she had an old photo of herself that she just happened to be carrying around the whole time. And also, how did she get that photo? Because no, there was never a scene when Oliver gave her back the old photo that he had with him on the island. I just want to clarify that. <laughs> Maybe she stole it when she was going crazy in season one. Well, apparently there was a deleted scene from 320 last year where when he's going to face, um, going back to Nanda Parbat, he says her goodbyes to her and gives her back the photo because he's thinking he's never going to return again, right? And apparently they cut that scene. And my understanding for what's on the Blu-ray, there is no scene. <laughs> like, there's a scene of them saying goodbye, but there's no photo exchange. Which is interesting. So, so, uh, so some so they're claiming that in a deleted scene that she, they she got the picture, but then there yeah. actually is no scene. Yeah. Oh, that's why would they do that? That's I don't know. I was confused about that too. <laughs> that like, what has happened? Yeah, I mean, it's it was a nice it was nice in that moment because that's obviously the picture that he was carrying around. You see that in the flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The only thing I could think is maybe they left that in, up into uh, interpretation. You know, you can think. Maybe she got it back somehow. I don't know. I mean, it's it that is interesting because in, in season one he was very closed off. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did hook up though, but I mean, he was pretty much closed off. Like he didn't let really anybody in. Maybe just Diggle. Uh, he let Diggle and Felicity in. Yeah, that was it. I mean, he really let. Those in. Are just those two minor characters. Just those two one-offs. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, Tommy found out. Laurel didn't find out until like a season later. Yeah. Ooh, so. What if Tommy found it? And then Laurel took it. Oh, dang. Ooh, Oliver yeah. gave it to Tommy because he really loved Tommy. No, no, because that's when Tommy and, and Laurel were together. Right. And so Tommy found it in, in, in Oliver's stuff and dang, took he, it. This and is then, like some like drama. Deep 
I'm like having my Inception moment right here. You should write like. Ooh, can I have an Inception moment? Go ahead. Okay, we, let's talk about the flashbacks because I don't know about you guys, I really liked them this episode. Well, it definitely like fit in a little bit more into what was going on. Right now, how much do we want to see Baron Ryder come to the present day storyline? By the end of the season, and therefore he is actually the big bad for season five. He's like the head of crazy. That would be crazy. I want it so much. (laughs) Like that would be cool, actually. Yeah, because I just I can't think now. They and one of the reasons why I did like this this flashback so much um, in this episode is because we now clearly know season five flashbacks is going to consist of Oliver in Russia. Yeah. Yeah, so clear setup, Brofta, Oliver, yay, finally after all this time. And, and so flashbacks so far during the seasons have had some effect on, like, the big bad in some yeah. way. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons why looking back at this show and what has worked in the past and what, what has failed miserably, Slade was so far the best villain. And part of that reason is because he was connected to the past Mm -hmm. and the present simultaneously. And we just spent this whole season and Baron has been used, but very underutilized. And that actor, I can't get over this enough. He deserves more screen time. Okay. (laughs) He's really good. Like this role on the surface level is very crazy and kind of could be gimmicky, but he sells it. Like, I buy in, and he doesn't feel like a twirling mustache villain. He has a plan. He feels like he's always two steps ahead of Oliver in this. That's and Matt's so, favorite kind of villain, by the way. Yeah, literal <laughs> twirling mustache. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Well, It's the only way they could have made him better. He can grow it out over the summer hiatus, and when he, he comes shows up in the modern timeline with a mustache. Yes! <laughs> Just so that you can have your twirling, yeah, I can have exactly. him for the day. It right after. But he wins. <laughs> That's ridiculous, Pete. Why would you bring that up? <laughs> Seriously, Pete. Again. What did you do with your your inception moment? No, no, that's really it because oh, okay. I, I like the idea of them having the flashbacks this season, which have been very uneven, and you don't really understand quite where it's going, except there's the minor tie between the um, the statue that the totem or whatever it is that Dark has in the present and Baron has in the past. Like, there's that tie-in, but I just want them to take it one step further. Like, for them to reveal the real head of Hive to be Baron. And that sets up season five. That would be crazy if he was the actual, like, he's the guy pulling all the strings. And he has, like, new powers because he passed it on to Damien Mm -hmm. and now he has something else. Right, because he also seems stronger than Damien does. I don't know if anybody else got that impression. No, I don't know if force I got choked that. like five people at the same time. Damien's pretty yeah. strong. I mean, yeah. you know, you know, he's had this power for a long time. Well, I, I want to think he has because we saw him in that Legends pilot where it was like what the seventies or sixties. Yeah, it was the seventies, and he was at the auction. Therefore, Damien has connections to Vandal Savage, Savage yeah. which 
Pete, you and I, I think at one point we're talking about this, about how we know that Vandal's followers take part in the sacrifice. Yeah. And that's how they also um, obtain a um, some immortality themselves. So we wonder, seeing as how Damien in the 70s looks exactly like Damien today. Yeah. How how that connection works. And I mean, isn't that crazy to think about? Knowing that there's a connection between Damien and Vandal. And then a p- connection between Van or Damien and Baron. And at the end of the season, to just have it just be all freaking connected. That's cool. Hashtag. I like that. I know. It's a comic book. <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> Well, that's the kind of story, you know, I'm getting a little off track, but, you know, next season I'm predicting there's going to be, like, a huge four-show crossover with Mm -hmm. Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends. Like, I'm predicting it's going to happen. And, and, yeah, and, and, you know, the big question is, like, who would be the villain? Who would be the person that would bring all these people together and, 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 you know, bring and cross uh, cross everyone over? And that... The Joker. Nice. Good job, Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Wrong, wrong, wrong DC, uh, DC oh, universe. Oh, you were going to say that? Oh, no. damn. Well, I was going to yeah. say, like, like this, like, what Sarah's saying right now with with having all these, these yeah. three villains connected is the kind of thing that could bring all the, four of these shows together because they would take all four of them to defeat, defeat these guys. Right, and I mean, they don't have Jay Garrick to slow them down, so... He, he does not get permission in the villain club, okay? I was but, say, what if they have Jay Garrick no, Zoom that's, in that's, there? No. That's Hunter Zolomon. <laughs> you know, whoever looks like Jay... No. <laughs> oh, that's their shtick now. Well, Splash, they just make someone not be that person. Yeah, because we, we really do know what's going to happen at the end of Arrow. Damien is going to reveal that he is Jay Garrick. <laughs> <laughs> and then they form the Jay Garrick's... It's a one giant Jay Garrick. And, and then Baron and... Marshmallow for Ghostbusters. <laughs> no, this, it's like, no, I was telling Sarah this, it's like, it's like the Megazord, but Jay Garrick's faces, and they have to fight a giant and Jay Garrick. And all of his faces are like his hands yeah, his and his hands. feet. Yeah, his hands. You know, it folds to it's it. It's like just... the Megazord. <laughs> the Jayazord. The Jayazord. The Garrickzord. Oh, that's too funny. Jayazord. But getting back to uh, what is it? Morphin Jace. My real name is Jake. <laughs> oh, so that's so Ooh. bad. It's good. So okay, do, do we want to get into some like heavy possible spoiler talk? I want to like, hear what you want to say because I remember you said something about spoiler, and I'm like, all right, I want to hear the spoiler. Well, well, our friend Carrie, she she's um. She's been kind enough to often leave me little spoilers so that when I get home from work and after a very long day, I look at my DM and all I see is all of this arrow goodness from her. So thank the, you. For the, that. What did you say? The, the DMZ of uh, CW? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this actually could add to our whole hope about these shows even getting more connected. But they are shooting right now the season finale of Arrow, right? Mm-hmm. And some of the shots um, that have been leaked out, they haven't shown anything. Like, it's not 
the all the shots that were leaked out of 419 that basically said laurel's in the grave clearly <laughs> um, but this shot includes a paper um a, a newspaper that says is the flash the fastest man alive question mark what yeah what wait wait this is on your yeah whoa and it, it kind of feels like they're shooting a possible crossover finale between the two shows. Well, they've kind of done that. They kind of did that last season. Mm, I mean, well, yeah. Like were... I mean, Flash showed up at the very end to release them from Nanda Parbat, Parbat but yeah, but that's then, not... like League of Assassins Oliver came in to help Barry as well. Yeah, that that wasn't the season finale. That was like two episodes. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that. that's right, it wasn't the season finale. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's crazy, right? Really into that's very interesting. And my mind got to thinking to the newspaper from season one in the Flash, and what did that headline read? It it, it talked about the Flash missing, but this isn't talking about him missing. No, this is about him no longer being the fastest man alive, which goes into Matt's whole joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> guy and that guy and that girl yeah um i don't know and then also that well that newspaper too was like what like 10 years in the future or something wasn't that that, the flash missing wasn't that like like 2020 something or something like that well mrs allen west wrote that article so i don't think it's the same newspaper it's just what triggered in my mind when i first and then i read it clearly and i'm like oh no 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 this is a different thing and wait what because jay's the fastest man alive no (laughs) that's interesting is the i don't know i don't i don't uh, okay, well, first of all, there's so many things going on in Arrow that they got to wrap up. Why would they include... Just add that. Why that would in. they throw that in there, you know, in the season finale of all places? Uh, you know, why would they include that in the show? That's very interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, unless the Flash does play a part or his battle with Zoom goes crazier than we think it is. And... Yeah. You know, uh, and and he loses another battle with Zoom, and and he really does look like he doesn't look like the fastest man alive. Right, but, and you know, that's the only thing I can think of. Right, and I mean Genesis may not be episode twenty three of Arrow. We may not, we may get Genesis in twenty, which is titled Genesis. So they may deliver that um and end that whole plot line early so that they can take the rest of those three remaining episodes build up to this possible crossover event where it's arrow flash and others Hmm. fighting off against zoom and possible other things going on that is out of my realm of knowledge (laughs) I know my limits <laughs> and I try not to grasp. They do tease like a huge team up in that newspaper in the future. So I mean there's I mean it could certainly happen already, you know. Yeah. Um man, I don't know, but that's that does that that does uh make things interesting in in terms of, you know, connecting these shows um on a bigger scale because usually when they've had the 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 floral crossovers the the big bads involved in those aren't necessarily like 
Well, I mean, they're not the main villains. Yeah, they're not. They're just it's, it's 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 not necessarily monster of the week. It's just for something unrelated. Almost. Exactly. Yeah. So that would be interesting because that would play a part into the and into um, heavily into these crossovers with the villains and also bring all these shows bring together. the universe even closer. Exactly. Together. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which I and mean, I mean, Neil McDonough is still being shown shooting the finale of Arrow. So I think it's also like. Like the evil villain club that I want so much, like well, uniting, I mean, and then the good guys have to unite. I don't, I don't know if you, well, I don't, I don't know if you know this, Sarah, but in the comics, there, there, there is kind of a, a villain club. They're called the Legion of Doom. Legion and, of Doom. Yeah, and it's that's like, lame. It's, no. What's that? That's lame. No. No, that's. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's, so, that's, that's so metal. That's Legion what, of that's Doom. That's what they're called. Legion of Doom, and <laughs> and you know. Metal. I mean, Grod is in it. The and... group of baddies. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I mean, obviously in the comics he's different. Like Lex wow. Luthor and and all the big rogues are in it. But I mean, you could theoretically get a Legion of Doom for the DC TV universe right now. Do it. What's that? Do do it. Yeah, and I and I think they should. That would be awesome. Um, especially not knowing who could be the the big bad for Flash next season. Who knows if that even plays a part into it? Do you think then that would lead to them having like interchangeable bad guys popping up in all the shows? Wouldn't that be really confusing though? Well, no, because they're all gonna reveal their mask to be Jay Garrick. <laughs> We're all Jay. I know. Garrick. Once they cross, like you know, when you see uh, Battle Savage cross over into Supergirl, he's gonna be like, "Hey, I'm Jay Garrick. I'm Zoom, I, AKA yes. Zoom." That's, that's it. Had, like, um, like, like a like a beam kind of gun. Like even Barry throwing his lightning. They're like, "Don't cross the streams." <laughs> I mean, it's either Jay Garrick or Harrison Wells. Yeah, so it's one of the two. For sure. It's one of the two. That's who you are in life. Oh, You're either Jay or either a Harry. <laughs> I mean, I oh gosh, but thinking about this now though, I really want to see this kind of like group of villains team up. That would be awesome. Right. Um, there's there's one more spoiler point though, Pete, that I want to drop on you too to get your reaction. And okay. you too, Matt. You too. I want to know what your thoughts are too. No. But <laughs> um, Carrie and I don't know how, so I don't know if this is a spoiler because it's not confirmed. There's nothing to prove this. There's just word of mouth. So take it as you want. Pure speculation. Right, exactly. Pure speculation. Um, there's a someone who is saying that the they, they've seen the scripts or heard something, and what's going to happen in the finale is that Felicity is actually going to kill Dark. And the finale is titled um, Chisholm, or it's S C H I S M. I'm not sure. Chisholm, Chisholm, which which looking at yeah, which looking it up, it looks like a divide, like um, a split based off of beliefs. So it would be interesting for her to make that decision, and for Oliver to be on the opposite side of it like for a change because that's a complete role reversal from the past that relationship that they have where it's Felicity who's always been telling him um not to kill and just how to go back I mean if you that was that those are seeds planted all the way back in season one so for the show to evolve to a point where Felicity kills a character and makes that decision and th like that's a com I, I I mean I I 
you can go to my Twitter timeline and see all of my reaction gifts from that possibility, but it actually has me really excited because I would have never thought they would have gone that far. I've always predicted that by the end of the season, Felicity's going dark, but I never knew that dark. I mean, it's kind of teasing it. She had a gun. She hit someone with a lamp. I mean, it's a, well, a, a lamp is a slippery slope, you know what I'm saying? Here's, here's, all right, so let me, just, I'll just, let me just put this out there real quick. So what if, what if the whole schism thing isn't necessarily her killing dark, but joining dark in some way? Well, what if she becomes a villainous? Like, because her father is getting released from prison. Dang, I didn't think about that. There you go. Right. Lamest villain name ever is getting released from prison. <laughs> that's there his you. official title. There you go. I mean, that's he's a real but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang, yeah, he is the lamest now. <laughs> No, but I I think you're I think you're um headed in the right direction with that Pete because so so my whole theory is that Genesis happens and then we have an episode where because Star City essentially gets destroyed that um all the villains that Arrow has spent so many years locking up and putting away they all get released and one of them is Felicity's father and so she makes that decision to kill Dark, right? Mm-hmm. And then she sees for the first time a difference, like a severe moral difference between her and Oliver. And where she decides that she can't be here anymore. And she goes off with her father. And she totally pulls a Thea Queen end of season two moment because Thea did the same thing. Like she didn't kill anyone, but Malcolm's around like luring her to the quote unquote dark side and making her feel all alone and isolated that she then leaves um, Starling city at the end of season two. And then he ends up training her. It's interesting. Yeah. And then if you think back to um, episode 13, Sins of the Father, mm-hmm. when um, when Felicity made this decision to um, lock up her own dad and turn him in, mm-hmm. there's that great moment between her and Oliver where she's questioning if she made the right decision and if she's questioning, like, well, what does this say about me? Like, are we really the same? And Oliver is quickly to say, no, you're different. But can she really see that difference anymore if she kills Damien Dark at the end of this year? And that's really what has me so excited about because, like, there's a lot of angles to that decision. That's very interesting. A lot of parallels there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Not the call. No, not the call, no. (laughs) That's interesting. Um, Wow. Let's leave it at that. Just on that. I like this. This we is cool. We need to do like a follow-up episode on just that alone. Well, next yeah. week was next week. We're only going to talk Flash and Legends. Oh, right? that's right. Yeah, so we, <laughs> so can, we can continue with, this. We can conversation. get right back into this conversation. Matt, we sort of have this thing. It's called a podcast, and we. <laughs> oh gosh, you know that's what it is. It's, I know. You know, I heard you need internet connection for that. Every now and then, it would help. That's good. <laughs> I'll I'll look into it. Oh well, this has been fun, guys. Theories, theories. Theory, theory, spiral. Do a classic pick? Um, yeah, we can do classic picks. You, I didn't, I didn't think of one. Did you, so. <laughs> but it's been a while. But yeah, let's do one. Sarah, do you have a, a pick for today? 
You know, I, I just, a uh, show just popped in my mind. Um, and, and I've been a bad fan of the show because I stopped watching, but at the same time, I think it's a good show, especially if you're into like science fiction and, um, a lot of, it's not a comic book show, but it's very much science, science fiction. And I think fans of comic book shows would probably like it too. Orphan Black. Oh, I've heard that's good. It, I mean, that actress, Tatiana Maslany, she is amazing in it. Like, just, it's just mind-blown about how she plays all those characters, and they're different. And she has them narrowed down to, like, a T, and my understanding is she listens to different kinds of music to get her into that specific character mind frame which i think is clever because they all have their own personality and different takes she does different accents with them so i think if you're really into just um that kind of duality of having an actor play so many different parts you gotta watch that show and there's the last season i think i watched was season three there's a like, if you're into horror films, there's just one scene that will always linger in my mind that is just, like, horrifying and so creepy, but it's brilliant. So, highly recommend it. All right. Uh, Matt, what do you got? Um, definitely not a classic, but um, we talked about it really, like, pretty recently, but um, I kind of revisited um, I had a chance to watch it, um, and uh, it's Ex Machina oh, okay. from last year. Um, yeah! Like, that is a classic. <laughs> yeah, what a good movie. I kind of, I watched it in theaters. It was like, eh, it looks cool. Robots, awesome. And I didn't have like a very strong reaction to it right off the bat. I was like, well, it's a, I knew it was a very good movie. I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. And then I I watched it again recently. And um, I got to say, man, just like the craft of acting is so powerful. I was, uh, the second time, even though I know it was coming, I was immediately sucked into the play, you know, into the whole, um, story and the whole universe and that. And, um, yeah, I really just wanted to see Poe Dameron again in a different uh, thing, (laughs) but, um, man, like what a good movie. Like it's, it's, uh, it, you know, Civil War just dropped and, you know, all these comic book shows and movies that we're watching, it's a lot of, like, bam, bam in your face, very mm-hmm. frenetic and stuff. And then you have this movie that's pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. It's very slow, uh, conversational more than anything. And I thought it was um, it was completely different than what I've been watching these past few uh, months. So, yeah, Ex Machina. If you haven't watched it yet, what have you been doing? Uh, <laughs> if you have watched it and you really liked it, watch it again, and I'll probably bet that you'll like it even more the second time around. Nice, nice. All right, we'll check that out because um, Matt recommends it. Um, well, they, they're keeping things pretty heavy, so I'm going to go light here. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to go totally non-classic because it actually dropped its second season today. And that is The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix. I need to, like, is... watch that. You've never seen it? Oh, no, my God. I haven't. So Neither funny. have I. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's, oh, what? you? Oh, my God. Like, if you guys, <laughs> like, I know, I know we all watch, like, pretty heavy stuff. So, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is a perfect show to watch and just kind of de- compress from from like the heavy shows or even just life like like uh she's really funny i can't remember the the name of the actress but the the who plays the title character but she's really really funny and i've always 
liked her like when she was in the office ellie kemper ellie kemper yes thank you um just like all her roles are are very similar but they're just like a a really sweet innocence that's that she projects in comedic form there's like a piece of her personality that yeah but it's all different yeah and she does a really nice job like and and that's one of the reasons she was like nominated for uh, awards this year because it's just really really funny um i knew she was golden globe both? I don't know if it was an, I, th- I I know it's one of them. Okay. Um, but uh, I've always enjoyed her her style of comedy. Like really, like I said, really sweet and innocent, but it's very co- comedic, and she's really mm-hmm. funny how she does it. And and her character Kimmy Schmidt is is hilarious. Like just the set, just real quickly. So like she was um, held hostage for like uh, like a ten or twenty years. I can't remember. I'm being vague because I really don't. And this remember. isn't a heavy show. No, 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 no. Like she comes back to <laughs> yeah. like you know like our time. <laughs> But she's using, like, 90s terminology, and she's just really, like I said, she's really innocent. She doesn't really know, like, things that are going on. It's just, it's it's funny how she interacts with people, and just, like I said, it's really funny. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend checking it out. It is on Netflix. Go watch season one, and then, like I said, season two dropped today, so go check that out. So, um, so yeah, those are our classic picks for this week. So, that is going to do it for our show. We hope you enjoyed our theories theory spiraling because uh we love to do a lot of it a lot of that we'll probably continue continue it next week like i said we're only going to be talking the flash and legends next week so so that is going to be it but that is it for now um let's see here sarah let everyone know they can find you you can find me on twitter and tumblr at at sj belmont sjbelmnt you can also catch me on the netflix crew podcast with everett (laughs) how did you say it pete you went Everett. everett and we're breaking down right now daredevil no. hashtag poor foggy but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so awesome. you can find me there awesome thank you sarah uh man <clears throat> you can find me on facebook Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at I'm Salzy, I-M-S-A-L-Z-Y. And you can find me at Pacey Pete on Twitter. You can find us at Seeing a Nerd on Twitter. or on iTunes, Facebook. We're all over the place. So be sure to check us out. Subscribe. Uh, let us know uh, what you think of the show. And that is going to do it for now. Till next time, you have a streaming device and DVR. Use them. Yeah, and Facebook. You're welcome. I don't even check the Facebook anymore. <laughs> This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks, assemble!